men are shitty. Yes. Men ain't worth a damn. Thank you. <laughs> and men, we got to do better. I'm learning. I've I've grew. I've I've unpacked it a lot. My balls have fell through my pants leg and rolled up under the couch. They're dirty. <laughs> I have to clean them off and send them off to the Amazon returning package. Hello, 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 and welcome to Random Ass Convos with Twilla and Dion. I'm Twilla, he's Dion, in case you didn't get the points. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. Twilla is a, is a unisex name. No, it's not. How you guys doing today? It is uh, <laughs> September 9th. Uh, it's my mom's birthday today. Wow. Yeah. 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 Happy heavenly birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Mom passed away 2008. So that would be 13 years, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Love you, mama. Man, you know, I really regret like not having an opportunity to meet your mom because yeah. I need to meet the person who has raised you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, uh, she was special. She was, yeah. she was very special. Um... Yeah, everyone had funny, crazy stories around her. Uh, my, my family had a chance to uh, spend time with me on Labor Day, mm -hmm. and we were all talking about drug paraphernalia and how you and Phil drugged me with those uh, edibles. <laughs> and they were like, what? How are you Arbally Chi-Chi's son? How she was... The queen of tolerance. Word? And I Your was mom like, got with it? What? <laughs> I was like, yeah. You never so, knew? I mean, I knew, but I didn't know. She used to call it Reefa. Reefa. She, she was smoking that Reefa. Reefa. She was smoking that Reefa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just want to hear, like, all of the Dion kid stories. Like, I hear it from you, yeah. but I can just from imagine her. hearing it from her. I yeah. just think, I'd be like, this makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> Brookie's reincarnated. Oh my gosh, really? Mm -hmm. Um, she's a character, yeah, so that's yeah. fun to know. Wow, man. You know what else? Like it's September. Um, you know we're doing some redesign and redecorating for our spaces. So I've been spending a lot of times in like Home Goods, Big Lots, TJ Maxx, all these Home Goods places. And I went yesterday, and all of a sudden it's the holidays. Like, there was yeah. Halloween stuff, Thanksgiving stuff, Christmas stuff. Yes. And I was like, back. it is here we already. Yeah. Already. And then, like, so, of course, me, I'm like, I guess we should be having some stuff. I'm not getting on this stuff. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. It's just like. Getting a head start on Yeah, getting a head start and being in the, um, you know, the space that we exist in. People are already thinking about, like, uh, Christmas shots or family holiday shots. Right. So, we do have to, you know, have those type Ooh, of things times, in yeah. in house, but I'm like, I don't want to decorate for Christmas right. in October or however soon we do it. We do it pretty early. So yeah. it's just like, oh, here All we are. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All over again. This year has been like fast, but the worst at the same time. Right. But, you know, we're just. The first awesome. year of LT Visions, did we have a Christmas tree? Um, we did Christmas portraits. I can't remember if we had a... I think we did have a tree. Yeah? Yeah. And then last year we had two trees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Do remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, it's 
almost that time. We back, man. We back. Yeah. So we got on the docket. Um. Well, before I hop into the docket, okay. Let's remember. September 14th, California, please vote in this recall election. And I am pleading with you because Larry Elder, who is like the front runner to, you know, possibly win if it doesn't go the way um, of uh, Gavin Newsom, he's recently stated, and I'm not making this up. This man said, I hope not. um, Descendants of slave owners, descendants of slave owners should get reparations because their families lost their legal property. Larry Elder is a black man. Wow. And he was talking to a black woman, Candace Owens, when he made this statement. California. He's not in the office, is he? Not, no. He's, he's, um... I think he's like a talk show, but he's running or something. And, you know, that's the type of stuff that people, I mean, if he was on a larger platform, those people who are, like, Trumpists probably would definitely appreciate that type of sentiment. Like, yeah. You, you know what's crazy is we typically, if you are ignorant to voting, you typically vote to names that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. So you can go viral for all the wrong reasons. And if you don't have the, uh, the education on who this person is, you could vote for this person. Like, yeah. this name sounds familiar, but you're voting for him because you heard him in the news. Right. Like, 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 it was, uh, Larry Elder is now in the news now. So if you are ignorant to what he said, you'd be like, I heard his name before. Yeah, he, 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 he seems promising because yeah. I just heard his name. Everybody's talking yeah. about him. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, I think it's important that if you, we know that Governor Newsom isn't perfect, but if you're fine with the man being in office and you think he's gotten us through the pandemic and the stats will back him up on this, uh, vote no on the recall if you you know if that's how you get down vote no on the recall and then do not select a name because Gavin Newsom's name is not on there so it's kind of like you're voting for that candidate like no mm-hmm. on the recall but I'm gonna vote for this candidate just in case and they only need like a small percentage like 10 or 15 percent to have a governor listen people let's just get through these two terms let's put Gavin Newsom's feet to the fire to have him do mm-hmm. what he needs to do. You say the same thing about Biden. Yeah, you know, I'm not really pleased how we pulled out of Afghanistan or like all how all these rules are getting passed uh, in these other states. Like, I really think they need to pass these voting laws uh, federally um, so that our people can vote. But the best way to engage with this man, because we're the one that put him in office is to hold him accountable and not, you know, like mm-hmm. voting him out. Like that just, stuff just keeps, tur- that's turnover. It's higher turnover. We're not getting right. stuff done and they're pushing right. other policies and agendas. But I just really wanted to say that because that's next week. Well, so. make sure you have it as a soundbite then. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I'm proud of how uh, political and an activist you are. Um, I think you should make it plain for a lot of people. When I say a lot of people, I'm talking about this guy. (laughs) So when you have Governor Newsom, Mm -hmm. you can just have the pros and cons of him. And then people can make the decisions from all the facts versus having to do, because, you know, we're in a generation where people just kind of like, just get me more money. Yeah, I know. And the thing, I think one of my things is because I read everything. So then I try to share everything I read with everybody. You do not. But keep going. You haven't shared that with me. 
I didn't share that I read everything. No, that's where my information comes from. You know, when you say, like, make it plain. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, regurgitating all this information that I've read. And just, like, so this is the pro. This is the con. This this, this is that. No, I haven't got that from you. What? Are you I'm trying talking to about a list. Me? Yes. No, I'm saying, like, when I say information, I'm not saying a literal list. I, re- I say a lot. You said make it plain. I say a lot. I'm really, res- like, I'm telling you everything I know. So it's not plain to you because I'm literally telling you everything I know, allowing you to make an intelligent decision based on all the information that I shared. So it might not be in list form. And like you said, make it plain. I can absolutely do that. But I'm saying, like, I'll just be like, here's all the information I read. You make mm-hmm. a decision. I made yeah. mine, you know. But you're leaning towards somebody, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, so, so 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 what I'm saying is like when you can make a list of, hey, this is Governor Newsom and this is Larry Elder, and these are pros, 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 cons, and it's like you make your decision. That's what I'm saying. Versus like, man, Newsom, 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 Elder. I'm gonna say Elder Larry. Larry <laughs> Elder, Elder is wilding over here, but I'm just saying. So now people, yeah, do your you know, research. Right. I don't, you know, I know how I'm leaning. Do your research. I'm not. I'm just going to go with the bandwagons. Of course you are. Go with Elder Larry. Larry Elder? Nope. <laughs> Larry Elder, the pastor at West Angeles. Elder Larry, the youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The young adult pastor, my bad. Yep, yep. So funny. Um, I got a lot on the docket. Okay. And... I picked up the wrong one, yep. but it's this one. Right you got here. the one from last week. But I got it right here. I'm excited. I'm excited because these are all in a theme, and I think this is going to be great discussion. Okay. I am looking forward to this. All right. Ready? Yes. All right. The first one is called Sexist Ass. Sexist Ass Dress Code. So, teens in Georgia are protesting the dress code as sexist, racist, and classist. And their parents are supporting them, making a point that if the school district can be so laissez-faire, let it be with face coverings, leaving the, pretty much the school district said parents can decide if their kids are going to wear um, face masks or not, then it should be the same with the dress code. Mm-hmm. So... This brought in question, like, do you remember your dress code in high school? Like, what the dress code was? Let me tell you something. I lucked out. Kindergarten, preschool, grade school, middle school, high school, I never had to wear uniforms. I lucked out. Well, no, this isn't even uniform. So, I went to a public school where we didn't use wear uniforms either. But I went through a time where it was like, no spaghetti strap tank tops. Girls must wear bras. They must, can't wear strapless bras. Uh, the shorts, your shorts can't come past your hands. Like when you put your hands by the side, the shorts can't be any shorter than like your hmm. hands. It was like all these dress codes and all these things, like don't show your midriff. Um, all these rules that right. girls had to dress according to. Right. So I was curious, like what are, you know, like, I know, like, I think men, the guys had to wear belts and not show, you know, cause during that time. Sagging was in. a huge thing. It was just saying wear a belt. I, I don't. I, I wasn't affected by any of this. This is all women things. Obviously. Exactly, yep. which is my point. 
Um, because like then you even think about so these kids are really calling out something that I I knew, but I never really thought about it in that context. Because I can also think about some churches I've attended in the past that's like, hey, don't wear your shoulders out. Um, wear skirts that go below your knees. Wear stockings. Uh, if you're, you know, like it's just all these different rules, and it's like we don't want to tempt men. And it's like, well, how about you just tell men not to be pervs? Or like, I and I question, I literally question the shoulder thing because my mom, shout out to Stephanie for always being the one. Like, if a man is, uh, if it's gonna cause a man to lust or go to hell because of a woman's shoulder, he was already on his way there. <laughs> um, but I recently found out one of the reasons they were like women should cover their shoulders is because they think this area right here, the underarm, can look like a vagina and turn a man on. Wow. What? Who had time to think of that? There ain't no time. It just smells like I like that. That's that's <laughs> make her cover her arms. Yeah, it's turning me on. Make her cover her. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like I, I, I. This is this is very new to me. I, I would have never thought never. that because men have that as well. <laughs> men, <laughs> men play basketball, right? And and short and jerseys, so yeah. they don't think. Look at a man like, ooh, yeah. This basketball game is turning me on. I like that. Right, exactly. And I just think like I don't know like has anybody really just sat down and like why are these all these constitutional dress codes, institutional dress codes for women implemented for women, and it's like the burden is on women to make men behave or not to distract men. So like when people talk about. Um, and let me just be clear, because the kids are also saying this racist and um, classist as well. And so you can also think about the hair, like when kids get suspended for having dreadlocks or, you know, braids or whatever, like those school dress codes, they're clearly outing a certain group of people and making a certain group of people, asking a certain group of people to assimilate to what their standards of appropriateness is. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of jacked up across the board. Well, um, I, I believe that uh, a lot of old, rich white men had a lot of mental illness, a lot of mental issues, and they are trying to justify their creepiness, their toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. um, their, their, their perversion. Um, so they're pretty much are like grizzly bears. Like if y'all can do me a solid, keep salmon away from me and honey. That's all I'm asking. I can't control this bear inside of me. All I'm asking you to do is get rid of all salmon and the salmon. Like, well, we gotta do anything. We, we, you came to, you came to the stream. <laughs> Exactly. You came here looking for something clearly. It's like, no. I I can't control this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bunch of toxic people, man. And then they justify it by making it a law. By saying, you can't control us, man. Like, we can't control ourselves. But you, we can control you. Yeah, and I think that's where some of the things, like, when we start talking about, like, when somebody... um, you know, says that they have been raped. And the first question is, well, what did you have on? And it's like, hey, rape isn't new. It's been around since women were wearing, like, all the layered slips and long skirts. It's been around since they were wearing full-on petticoats and 
garb so it's not what you have on you know like mm. women have been the most covered ever you know and have still been assaulted so it's never like what do you have on and the truth is a lot of times when women a study shows that a lot of times these women have worn jeans um just jean outfit you know jeans and t-shirts though, you don't think you don't think uh outfits that's more provocative is more attractive than normal fully clothed outfits what do you mean like more like it's it's causing more of I'm not I'm not justifying a rape I'm not justifying um, a man approaching a woman in a certain manner I'm saying it's more welcoming um, if if you see a woman that's uh, you know for instance if it was a woman on the street um, in a spaghetti strap you know, uh, wife beater and some booty shorts and some heels versus a police officer woman. Mm-hmm. A man's most likely going to approach her versus a police officer. No, it's a uniform. A, she also got a gun. Well, I, <laughs> I would say a security guard with a Joker hat. So, yeah. so I'm saying it's like it's it's more of a it's more welcoming. Like, hey, hi, hi, let's talk. Let's let's do something. So well, it's, it's, this is this is where it is. Like, because like I said, statistically speaking, the more women that encounter rape are wearing jeans and a t-shirt. But also, you're just saying statistically, you can't use that just to be like it. This is well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's not. So to me, the argument about, you know, well, what she had on was null and void. I do think that guys, for some reason, will get a different idea based on what a woman is wearing. But that doesn't mean that the guy puts his guard down and or should treat that woman differently. Right. Um, I also think at the same time that, you know, like uh, when we're talking about these institutions like school in church, it's like hold the man responsible. In society, just hold the man responsible for his actions. The, a lot of this is what contributes to what we call toxic masculinity because we're allowing a man to, one, be able to justify or be like, well, she showed me her shoulder, so she must have wanted something, mm-hmm. or she must be a certain type of way. And it's literally like, I like this outfit. I'm showing my arms because this is a cute outfit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like that's 100, you know, like there might be some women that dress for a man. But a lot of times I know my girls are just trying to be cute. <laughs> like right. we just want to go out and be cute. Right. It's not always about their men are at home. Like, you know, like it's just, it's not always mm-hmm. like uh, sexual in nature. And men can definitely add a creep factor to that. So, do you feel like every every place has a a uniform, a dress code? Do you agree with that? I think, like, for example. No, answer the question first. Yeah, I was going to Every place has a dress code, right? A lot of places have dress codes, yes. Right, and you know what is appropriate and inappropriate, right? Yes. So, when... And this has nothing to do with her size. When Lizzo wore that bootyless pants at the Laker game and people was like, y'all body shaming her. And it's like, no, you're wearing bootyless pants 
at a Laker game. And it's like, I don't care if it was Rihanna. It's a problem. So, I'm pretty sure. And I can't say 100%. Because the Lakers, first of all, is where celebs... A Lakers game is where celebs are going to be. And I'm sure like people have gone out there dressed to get attention mm-hmm. and to pull stunts. So you, the key word is you get attention. To pull stunts. But not like to get like... Not to be shamed for their size, but, oh, look what she had on. Like, girl worked it or she, you know, that sort of thing. Like, it's a fashion show. Right. Celebrities don't always go there in just jeans and t-shirts. People dress up. They wear their pumps. It's like... like pivoting the question. Was it inappropriate or appropriate? I can't say it was inappropriate. That's my whole point. Like, at a Lakers game, I feel like people do stuff like that. Is a Lakers Bootyless game. It wasn't paint. like she was in Charlotte at the Hornets game. <laughs> like, you know, like any game, man. What I'm saying is it was like it's it's attractive. As in like everyone is attracted. Like look look what she has on. Look what she has on. Look what she has on. So if everybody's looking about looking at it and talking about it, and then finally guys start saying, Hey sweetheart, how you doing? I just wanted to let you know. She's like, uh, excuse me. Uh no, you who gives you the right to come talk to me? And it becomes like you're you're literally wearing something that attracted me to you. So I'm not saying you are you're entitled to get raped, but if you're getting, you're you if if you I'm approaching you, there might be attention for what what you wear, yes. right? But I'm saying like, think of that like a man's like oh she's dressed up like this, instead of simply saying like oh that's attractive or I like how she did that. They go out of their way to be like, hey, sweetheart, can I get, you know, like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily, it's not saying, hey, come get me, come talk to me. It's not a welcoming outfit like that. It's just like notice it and go on. But to bring out the point with Lizzo, Lizzo does it like embrace her body size and um, wear certain things that like then on women wear. And thinner women don't get the same attention Lizzo gets when she does it because society has deemed it acceptable. So that's the problem. We have to say, like, if Lizzo was um, a size 10 wearing this or a size 6 of doing this, would we say the same amount of things that is said about Lizzo currently at her current size? And if people are 100%, the answer is no. When a plus-size woman does something and embraces how dare you embrace this what we've deemed unattractive what society has deemed ugly uh and unfit and unhealthy and not worthy of being loved if she has fully embraced it and she'll walk on there's people with naked instagrams all the time Mm -hmm. but because lizzo does it is seen as a certain way and that i think that's part of the issue in society yeah you 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 wouldn't do the podcast in pasties. Why is that? I wouldn't do because I wouldn't be seen in pasties, period. Right. So so That's what I'm saying me. is it's 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 appropriate and inappropriate. Even though you could have done it. Yeah. But you know where where not to do it. I you, wouldn't do it though. Like right. period. So, so, not just on the podcast so in life. If Cardi B would do it. Yes. She wouldn't do Ellen in pasties. Because she knows what is inappropriate. So I'm, inappropriate. but what I'm okay. But what this statement started back from was institutions. Like so, I want to say, 
Like, yes, when we go to the gas station, we know no shoes, no, no shoes, no shirts, no service. Yes, that's a dress code. When mm-hmm. you go to certain restaurants, you know, you know, men know like no hats or no right. athletic shoes, wear. Yeah. Uh, there are some places where it's just like, you know, dress, dress attire, formal wear, certain things like that. But there is like beyond that, like what dress codes like you don't buy your ticket for this the like because the staples center let her in Mm -hmm. they let her in because there wasn't a dress code to enforce right but i'm sure she had a jacket on to cover they did not escort her out after they saw it either so what what is so if there was so i'm saying so if there was a dress code it would have been enforced just because some people deem it not polite doesn't mean or inappropriate doesn't mean she was wrong for wearing it there if the institution thought she was wrong for wearing it there, she wouldn't have been there. All right. Yeah, it is. That's that. Yeah, it is. Next episode. Next episode. Next topic. Sexist ass. I'm on one today. What was it there? What was the last one? Sexist ass, but it was sexist ass dress code. Oh, my God. Welcome, Dion. Mm-hmm. So, sexist ass abortion laws. And, like, we're just going to take it back to Texas. Okay. We talked about this uh, briefly last episode, but in Texas, um, they have banned abortions, uh, any abortions after six weeks. In any case, including um, rape and incest, abortion is illegal. And pretty much there's laws that say you can, individuals can sue anybody that they know that was helping in this abortion like the provider the uber driver you know anybody who helped that abortion happen mm-hmm. um people are calling these bounty laws pretty much because it's like you can get ten thousand dollars for turning these people <laughs> like it's wow. like and so my question is because the more i think about this and the um i don't know i'm like are men in power really concerned about the life of a fetus or are they really just trying to be in control of women what is the obsession with women's bodies? I have, I have, I'm usually great with being the devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I have no, re, I have no idea or the reason why they, they want to control the life of a baby or the death of the baby. Um, it, it's, it's. I don't know. Maybe it's more money. It's, that's the only way I go to of like, uh, man, I don't know. Yeah. I have there's there's no logical reason of this is the benefits of uh, banning abortions. Right. And hopefully they will promote safer sex. Hopefully they will. And people go. People are going to be creative. They're going to go out, go to a different right state. But that's for people with means. Right. So if you can afford to leave the state, you'll leave the state. Right. But there are people who cannot literally cannot afford to move out of state, let alone have a have a child, (laughs) you know, like for whatever reasons. Um, I saw like. uh, Well, before I go into that, the governor, uh, I think his last name is Abbott, Governor Abbott of Texas, made a statement defending the state's strict new abortion laws saying that it doesn't force victims of rape and incest to carry their pregnancy to term because it provides at least six weeks for a person to be able to get an abortion. 
and you could tell men wrote this law. Right, because a lot of women don't know if they're pregnant in six, six weeks. weeks, right? So even if you were perfectly tracking by the time you missed your cycle and this and that and all these different things, you can be seven weeks, six and a half, eight weeks, and now it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like this law is so ridiculous. But he also said we're not forcing women to do this because they have up to six weeks and that Texas is going to go really hard on rapists. And the other problem with that is a lot of rapes do not go reported. Right. So like, <laughs> I would just like, I don't know. I'm befuddled, I guess is the word. Almost a, I can't be at a loss of words, but just it really, what is your positioning? I believe that, um, if you're saying I am pro-life, I believe that pro-life cannot just apply to the fetus. Because mm-hmm. I consider myself pro-life, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Um, it cannot just apply to the life of the fetus. It has to apply to the life of the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that pregnancies can be dangerous. We know there's different reasons that a woman has to make the choice that she has to make. Um, we know that once a fetus gets here, that that baby then, um, is a citizen of the U S and that baby needs to have rights that, you know, universal healthcare, universal pre-K making sure that once they get here, ensuring that they can have the best life possible. Mm -hmm. So I believe it's a woman's choice to decide if she can, if she is going to have the child. But I believe that once that child gets here, we should give it all the tools to make sure that child can have the best life possible. And so I believe that a lot of people who say they are pro-life are really only anti-abortion. These people won't wear masks. A lot of these people won't wear masks to prevent uh, the the spread of COVID. A lot of these people don't care what happens to that child once the child gets here and will do everything to keep that child oppressed and in poverty. So I'm like, if you're just anti-abortion, say that. Right. Period, point blank. Like, I don't think you can halfway be about life and halfway the other. Like you, so that's where I'm like, be, if you're about life, be about life. Well, I think you, uh- I think you know half the story because they have to have a position. I haven't done my research to see mm-hmm. what their logic is because most people, they have like a a bigger, vast understanding mm-hmm. of this is the reason why I am anti-abortion because uh, my Christianity is saying... I used saying, to be anti-abortion. Yeah? Yeah, so I get it. Like it is based on that whole idea of it's a life, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so if this is a life, if we believe that at the first heartbeat, this fetus is a person and we believe that God has granted us all, um, you know, like has granted this life, then who are we to take this life away? Mm -hmm. If that's your positioning, you know, like, and so as a Christian murder is wrong. And a lot of people who are anti-abortion, sees abortions as murder like killing a human and for that reason i completely you know i i understand right but it's like you still have not cared for this human or its mother once there's no solution on the way out yeah it's not like free room and board for a baby right it's kind of like figure it out sort of yeah 
Yeah, and for whatever percentage of people that you think, well, they're just having an abortion because they're irresponsible, um, but there's real-life situations, Mm -hmm. very real-life situations. It could be like this pregnancy is literally killing the mom. Um, It could be that it's killing the mom and the baby. It could be incest. It could be rape. Mm -hmm. It could be super financial. It could be, you know, like that child health the health of the child like the child um might be born without organs or anything that can happen to that child and you're having to make these hard decisions and you're thinking that these women haven't made those decisions for themselves and then i also know people who are really like well abortion clinics are only placed in black neighborhoods and so if they're only in neighborhoods of color they're trying to kill us and get rid of us and i'm like well maybe they're placed there because people are really considering that a lot of times we're people with least amount of options when it comes to having this child or perpetuating, you know, certain stereotypes or uh, cycles of oppression. Mm -hmm. So it's like, is it giving us a choice or not? Wherever you lay on that fence, I just, I just want to challenge people to think it all the way through. Think, like you said, on the other side of coming here, think it all the way through and then come, you know, and really think Think about it. Right. But then we live in a country where like men can get Viagra paid for by their insurance. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I'm about to definitely take advantage of my male privilege. <laughs> Is that where you're at my in life? <laughs> oh, oh, we doing this? I, I don't need it, but let me see what they talking about. Oh my gosh. I saw, percent off. I saw a thing that said if a woman has sex with a hundred random men a year. She can still only produce one full-term pregnancy. If a guy has sex with a hundred random women a year, he could produce a hundred full-term pregnancies. So why are we? So why exactly are we only talking about regulating women? Ooh, that's a bar. Like, so it's kind of like if men are gonna walk around, that they can get Viagra, but they can, you know, bring just as much life. Like it takes two, right? Like, let's regulate what the men do. Like, mm-hmm. they have to be more responsible. Right. That's a bar, yo. Yeah. I had a discussion with you. Um, we were driving from somewhere, and I was like, what's more important, the driver or the car? Mm-hmm. And the analogy was, I look at women as the car, the machine, but also look at men like the driver, because they're literally are going inside of the woman and, and pretty much um, that's how men look at women in most cases. This is my weird analogy, but I look at it like like mileage. When people say, how many miles does it have? Like how many, how long has this car been driving? How long has it, like how many men has been inside this car? Um, that's why you know a woman's body count is always is always like looked down upon. Um, but I, the whole point of me saying this because I could I, I can get in that a lot more. But the whole point of me saying this was like, what's more important, the the driver or the car? Um, because they're both equally important because we know how powerful the car is. It's typically a weapon. And it can hold for two to seven people. 
It is powerful. It's fast. It's air conditioned, plays music, but it can't do nothing <laughs> without the tech, like the the human going inside of it to to control it. Um, I was trying to connect it back to uh, mm-hmm. to what you said, um, but I it forgot. Takes two. Yeah, it takes two. There it is. That's it. I was going to say, but women are the future. Female is the future, and cars are now automatic. Yeah, but who (laughs) created the car? The rib, yo. The man gave the rib, right, to create the car. I'm sure, yeah, women are the future, and and I'm sure uh, there will be cars that don't need humans to drive but also i'm sure there is a kill switch ran by a human and they could easily man like okay this is getting out of hand i know what what, what this who is the kill switch in this scenario well you said women are the future and they will eventually will not be able to have um they'll eventually not be able to need man yeah but I'm sure there has to be a kill switch of like, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> so we make, the, wanna... we make the sperm in the labs. You want to have a child? We'll do the whole thing in a Petri dish. Mm-mm. We don't need these men. They have ruined society. <laughs> <laughs> Let's save the planet Earth. Everything will be better. Last topic. Sexist ass. Oh, that stuff is <laughs> <laughs> has sex on the mind. Was it sexist. sexist ass sex dress code? Which all it was? It was sexist ass abortion laws, sexist ass dress code, and now this is sexist ass relationships. Sex is on Twitter's mind. She came back from Philly acting the fool. I'm just saying. Twitter had a vacation, boo. <laughs> Twitter came back for the. No, sexy. I'm just saying, you know, it's a man's world, and I don't know. Sometimes this really does weigh heavy on me. And you, being my closest guy friends and one of my closest guy friends, period. I know we could talk about this stuff. And yeah, I did just kind of throw it at you, mm-hmm. and you're holding it down, Dion. I'm you're holding doing it a good down. job. Yeah, you're doing a good job. But I'm yeah, like I, I look around the world, and I'll be like, the majority of the world leaders are men. And you're doing a poor job. Not doing great. You should definitely listen to women right now. Well, this is how you got to look at it. This is what's happening in America. Ran by rich old white men. Mm-hmm. This is how America should have looked right here. Mm-hmm. But to control this, it got broken. And to start going this direction right here. The, the form. Then it got broke again. And so got to go this direction. Then got broken here, this direction here. Then then the hands here. So all that to say, we're trying to heal these random broken parts of America, knowing that these laws are just like <laughs> like putting gorilla glue on these cracks yeah. versus fixing the forearm in the first place. Yeah. So it's already it's it was already broken from the beginning. You, we we made rules from broken rules. We're we're trying to uh, uh, amend and kind of smooth over a broken society yeah. versus making it straight 
we're just kind of tapering the cracks of a broken society. And if women were helping leading this, we'd be like, you know what? We need to go back to the root issue. We need to talk this thing out. We need therapy. It's yeah. okay to delve in your emotions. And let's figure out how we can fix this thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, you can't say go back because... I mean, like, As in, like, like, go back to the past? You, you talking about understand, like, the root of a situation. So, like, mm-hmm. looking back at the root and be like, how can we fix it? How can we gut this? Versus just putting a Band-Aid on every layer. Because there's too many people that are in love with that broken society. And that's the problem. I'm like, just saying, countries that's ran by women are doing so much better. But they were... They were uh, not groomed in a and developed from a one race one you know uh gender society yeah they were most of these places were and really yeah and imperialism did a number on the world sexism rules the world like the same challenges it's just that some people you know like some societies are actually willing to deal with it like i think like if we look at for example, Germany, who has the stain of the Holocaust on them, right, mm-hmm. um, was willing to do the work and look back and make apologies and do reparations and to say never again, right? And here we are. They have um, uh, their prime minister, Angela Merkel, or however you say her, something, not Merkel, Angela, basically. Uh, I'm thinking Meghan Markle on compete combining the two but their prime minister woman like their germany is thriving and doing well in leadership and she's holding it down and making the hard choices but i'm saying that was came from a society that was already willing to like immediately recognize like they're wrong and to make amends for it and then they're able to move forward and do well their citizens can go to college for free like certain Mm -hmm. things that's in place and most of europe has great health care for benefits for its citizens and things like that. Meanwhile, here in America, we're just like, oh, no, no, that's fine. Just, you know, let's cover that up real quick. And right. It's cool. Yep. And, like, the minute we had the opportunity to have the most qualified president ever, society's like, no, we ain't ready for this woman. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's um because there's too many people benefiting off of the corrupted society. You're right. Too many people, and yeah. it's, it's, it's it's like too many org- entities too, like right businesses, businesses, yeah. man, corporations. But hey, killing it. If if you can figure out, because like I said, it's the loopholes of our uh, our our currency, our taxes, our how you know how we're being, how businesses run, how money circulates. And people take advantage of that. And then when people start to see like, okay, this is a problem here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have to fix this before our, our, our dollar is obsolete because people are taking advantage of this. Yeah. And then they're like, whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up. No, how about we do this? And, and then now you're, 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 uh, adding on to like, <laughs> they'd be like, Instead of going straight, how about we just kind of go this direction mm-hmm. and then go here? And it's like we're creating another yeah. branch, another timeline of problems. All these timelines in America got yeah. checked up. So the final topic. 
Yep. Sexy status relationships. So, um, I recently saw a statement saying that Stedman, um, you know, said that Stedman Graham is the alpha male. The statement was that he stayed by the love of his love, his, love of his life whew, mm-hmm. for thirty plus years, as she continues to chase her first love, which is her career. So she has put, you know, marriage aside. She didn't want kids, and he's never asked her to shrink. And <clears throat> but it's often like the butt of jokes in society, right? And so it was like this is a standard of man, an alpha male who was confident in who he is, quietly just going along, <clears throat> supporting Oprah in their relationship. And I never thought about it. Do you think Stedman should be looked at looked at as a standard of manhood? Um. I don't think no other type of man Oprah could have had. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Stedman is the best man for her, but Stedman needs to know his role. He knew his role and he allowed Oprah to live his. I feel like um, she's so powerful that I'm sure she has, he has other women. <laughs> Stedman, she can Oprah. I'm sure he is. What? Um, she's too powerful. She's like, like. Clarify, too powerful. She's too powerful. What As does that in, mean? like, you haven't found any scandal, scandal or anything that slipped through the cracks. TMZ can't even get to her. Mm-hmm. Like, she controls too much stuff. Like when, when, like we thought Beyonce and Jay Z was powerful. That TMZ elevator thing got out. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, I know Oprah's not perfect, but text messages, conversations, interns, camera people, somebody has heard something toxic or wild or weird, and she controls a lot. I know a lot of NDAs has been circulating for her brand. Um, for somebody that not like like. You said what? She's Oprah. She's Oprah. Why can't she just genuinely be good? I people mean, doing good by her employees. I'm guaranteed. I don't. I don't go through your text messages, but I'm sure I can find something in there that is like, "Yo, this can get you in trouble." An email. This is why you shouldn't have not said that. Like, you know, somebody can screenshot something. Like, if Oprah had said something like, "I'm, I'm, I really don't like Aesop Rocky's face." That right there is news that mm-hmm. Oprah said that. Right. You know, even though if she's talking to, even though the person could be talking to her intern, that's still news. Right. Like Oprah said, I didn't say that. My intern said that. That's still Oprah's intern said, I don't like Aesop Rocky's face. So, so what does that have to do with Stedman? Her well, you being asked powerful. me, you don't think, uh, so, so. so um, Oprah needs this sort of submissive man. He's very submissive. I haven't heard him talk before. But, like, he is doing well in his own right. What does he He's do? He's got his own money. What does he do? I'm He's sure. a businessman. I don't, And I can't tell you what a lot of business people do, how they get their money. You but should know. But I also know. know he teaches, Um, I mean, he's a professor as well. In what school, I don't know. Like, but I'm saying, like, I can't exactly tell you what a, 
uh, uh, Warren Buffett does, how he makes his millions. But at the same time, so let's think about this. A lot of times women are asked to, you know, expected to get married, right? And so when you get married, a lot of times, majority of women are going to change their last names. Mm -hmm. Um, There was this woman who said that, you know, after she had gone through all these years of school, was working on her PhD, getting her dissertation for this work that she's worked on for like six years, Mm -hmm. her fiance asked her, so on your dissertation, are you going to use your last name or mine? And she was like, I, what? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I did all these years of work and you want, you're concerned about your last name being on my dissertation? Right. Like, I did the work. Right. And it kind of is like, but now you get the benefit of me doing my work. Like, that's almost something like you can brag on. Like, yeah. Dr. So-and-so is, yeah. And so, like, these are the type of things. A lot of times women cut their career short so they can stay home and be with the children um so that the man can work or whatever that or even if they choose to have children later that she will you know cut her career short so that she could support him mm-hmm. and these are expectations that society has placed for so long and Stedman was like you know what i'm gonna let you thrive and i'm gonna thrive doing my own thing and i'm gonna support you i'm here for you and and uh just with association alone People are going to support Stepman because he is Oprah's mm-hmm. lover. I can't. I don't. Know, what is this boyfriend? boyfriend? Man friend? Yeah. Um, or partner. Partner. Is, yeah. yeah. Uh, um. And I and I, and I I feel like it's one of those things of like. Stop asking me. Like, if she was single, people were like, "When you gonna get married? We gonna get married?" Like, like. Now he's associated with it. It's kind of like helps out with that question. Like I have Stepman and we're fine with this mm-hmm. versus her being single. And I feel like Tyler, Tyra Banks is getting that right now. Like mm-hmm. who are you with? Who are you with? And I feel like she's fine just being free. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure Basically, there's Alice some. Says she gets it. Like she's a single childless yeah. woman. And for some reason in society, we deem that as a problem. So that the fact that Stedman is in her you know, Oprah's corner with that. And I'm sure they've accomplished a lot of things and, you know, you can see their love and support for one another when they're together. Mm-hmm. And it was, I remember it being a big deal when they first got engaged. It was like, Oprah's finally getting married. How long was she? Get, they got engaged? They were engaged so like years ago. like in the But then they broke up, right? 90s. She called, they called the wedding off. Mm. And it was more so like, Oprah just had to be real. Like, I don't want to be married. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want what necessarily comes with that, which also makes me think, like, I mean, why, you know, why does it have to be a choice almost? Like, can you have both? Can you have your career and be married? Can you be thriving in your career and the the, man be thriving in his career? What's the benefit of being married with Oprah? I don't know. What do you mean? Like, what is, like, why does she have to get married? She doesn't have to. But what is the, oh, the pro of being married to Oprah, or not to be married to Oprah. Yeah, it's not for, a pro for, for her Oprah. to be married at all. Right. That's a business, like, that's a business choice. Like right. right, but also, she can take care, I, I know it's, I know it's um, pegged as, you know, 
being a, an official mother because we don't know what her reproductive mm-hmm. system situation is. But why don't she have an, you know adopted children or well she children I, or well what? she does when you think about her school that saying. she has all her That's kids call her mama and she said that if I had my own biological children. I wouldn't be able to do all this. Like, I wouldn't have time to dedicate to these girls. Right. And so she was like, that's how I took on motherhood. Yeah. And you'll see her prepping for them to come home during the holidays and mm-hmm. getting gifts. And she, you know, all throughout the school, you know, very involved in their individual lives, making sure they go to college. So she takes care of them like they're her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like there's a lot of NDAs. A lot of NDAs. Like what? I'm saying, I'm not man. When you're this powerful, you can do a lot of powerful things. And I'm not saying that she's a toxic person mm-hmm. or he, her or Stepman, but when you have the option of getting a young stripper guy to grind on you for a birthday party. You know what I'm saying? You be like, oh my God, Stepman does not have this. Oh my God, this guy is built in all types of stuff. Right. And you was like, hey, could you sign this? Go out, you know, you know, this, 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 and this does not come out of this hotel. Mm. And it's like, and it's like, I can do it. Stepman, you cool with this? Yep. I got my girl over here. She's 21 year old. I was like, I, I like, I, I've heard this story. Um, after. I think Jamie Foxx had like a, an interview and he was talking about getting married again or being in a relationship. He was like, he's at this point I'm going to do what my colleagues are are doing. He's like, he's like, there's, there's no benefit of being married. I have my children already. And he was like, um, and for the sake of, of not hurting people's feelings, it's just, it's just better to be free mm-hmm. and allowing my, um, love to kind of move with the wind i think marlon wayne said the same thing too mm. um just like it's, it's it, there's no benefit and for the sake of hurting anyone's feelings just to kind of keep it an open relationship with whoever whomever um you know and i can appreciate that stance a lot more than i do the um people who are like Oh yes, yeah, you and me forever, baby. And this woman, and this woman, and this yeah, woman. Still <laughs> yeah. So I do. I I can appreciate people who know that stance for them. I think people. I I think for the most part, business aside, I think the reason why people get married is because it's a checkoff list. It is. I've accomplished something. It's 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 like, it's like graduating. It is getting the dream job. It is marriage. It is children. It is traveling. I'm saying traveling should have been earlier, but it this is the checkoff list of I am a successful person. I have done everything that most people struggle with, and I've you don't accomplished think that. Companionship or anything, or some people actually, you know, still look at it as vows before God. Like I've met this person. And I'm exchanging these vows before God. Like I'm deeply, madly, truly in love with this person, this one person. And you can't be madly in love with a regular person. Well, like I know, especially in Catholicism, it's uh, wait, say you can't be madly in love with a random person. Hey, I I, I love me some Sade. 
You know? No, I mean like to make like in Catholic in Catholicism, it's a sacrament like between two people to say like this is my person who I will love and cherish. This is you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll make a commitment to. And that's how a lot of times it should be seen in church. It's not because Christians right. are getting divorced at faster rates than other people. But it is that idea of before God, this is my commitment to love this person as Christ has loved the church. Mm-hmm. You said, do I agree with that? Or, no, I was just saying, like, that's, I know that it is a checkoff, that, that is a standard, but I do think there's actual people who yeah. still get married for those reasons. Right, sure. Some. Yeah. But just like some people only post their highlights on Instagram, mm-hmm. it's a show now. It is, I want people to know that I, I've, I've accomplished something. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's more about the wedding versus the marriage. Listen, the say that part again. Weddings, yeah. I feel yeah. the way about weddings yeah. um, in society a lot of times. Just like when you, we talked about this, like just how much weddings cost. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, who is this for? Yeah. Because that was a down payment on something. Like even if I already owned a home and had the stuff that I needed, that's a beautiful vacation. Right. Me and my mate... My man will be going on some beautiful honeymoon. Or woman. We know how toilet get down. I think Facebook <laughs> thinks I do. Facebook? Yeah, because there's the Facebook profile. Um, is like It'll say the Facebook dating profile. And it's like, hey, Twilla, meet your match. And it's always like two girls laughing at each other and hugging. And I'm like, is this what everybody gets? Or do y'all just think, because I never post relationship stuff, that... You do be wearing those... Uh... Those velour outfits and the Kangos a lot. <laughs> <laughs> With the cigarette hanging right there. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just, not how I, it's, it's not, just not how I get down. I think Facebook uh, was wrong, but I don't want to I think it's time them. for you to go and get that flower profile, that uh, rainbow profile on your Facebook. Let well, people know. Because I am an advocate for it. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm mm-hmm. an ally. Yeah, go for it. Let people know. I am an ally for sure. What if you do it and then say and and then see all the people that confirmed like, "Hey girl, I knew it. We always knew it." We are, and then it's like, "That's the one to see who was all of." That would be so I think it would be interesting. There was a there probably would have been a point in life where I would have felt a certain way like, "What do you what does that mean? How do I dress? How do I present?" But now I'd be like, "Okay." I want I, I want it to be a sound bite. <laughs> I want <laughs> I want to come out as gay. I want to come out as gay and then see how many people agreed that I knew it this whole time or congratulations or see who people that was upset or see who the people that were. You would get so like so many friends like Why? losing. No, I'm just I'm saying in general, like there are like people who are closeted homophobics. Oh, like, oh. Who would be like? I wasn't going in that direction. That's funny. Yeah. But I was going with the people that was like, I knew you were gay. Or yeah. This whole time, yeah. hey, we was waiting for you to come out. Like, yo. <laughs> yeah. I want to see who the people that was, who are allies, uh-huh. but telling me stories of like, this whole time I knew you were gay. The first time I knew you Support was gay. You. And I was like, yo. It is so funny, like, how, like, the stories like that, and you'd be like, that's just how I do things. Like that, that just lets you know that there's right. stereotypes. Like, yeah, 
That's just how I do things. Because people already that. have a misconception about you all the time. Yeah. They don't bring you up. Another misconception I had was I had a white wife and I like white girls. And they think Kaylee, Kaylee's uh, mom was white and I have a black woman for Cadence. I think that just, like, why do you think, I think I see why. You think I you think I like to date white women? I mean, not date, but you think I would have married a white woman? Do I have a Do I have the vibe of I married a white? I'm woman? gonna tell you why. Like you came. Whoa! Out- you said yes, and no, I'm gonna tell you why. No. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, think about this: people, you know, from back home or wherever, you move to LA, you come with some level of success, right? Like you hit these commercials, they see you as this guy mm-hmm. who's made it, and black men who make it tend to leave black women for white women. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it again. So but When I get on, I'm going to leave your ass for a white girl. You're going to have a new podcast partner? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a lyric. I, I understand. That's why. That does. That does, that does um, yeah, so I'll, I know you, so I know that you like black women. Um, oh, I love black women. I stand corrected. So, (laughs) but I see like with that idea um, of what success looks like and what happens when black men become successful, why people would have have assumed that you would have married a white woman. Have you dated white women? Have you had white girlfriends? No, I've never dated a white woman. Um, but I have participated in bumping uglies with pink toads and snow bunnies. White women are the words that we're using here for political correctness. Because they're not technically white. They are of the Caucasus Mountains. They're they're called Asians. That's where that name come from. They originally were Asian, but people kept couldn't getting the name wrong, so they're like, we're gonna call Asians. They call Asians. They kept getting through the Greek, they kept getting loosely translated and what we call Asian. Call Asian. Call Asian. Call Cajun. Hope you're not listening to any of this. It's the Caucasus. And that's why they they what? The Caucasus region. Nope. And <laughs> when they burnt their food, that's what came Cajun. So it was like Caucasian. So it was like call of the Caucasus Mountains. They burned their meats. So was call Cajun. So I hope y'all really aren't listening to me. All right, all right. Uh, when it comes out, you I'll be like, yo. <laughs> uh, so, I, for, real quick, go back to yeah. Oprah. Uh, Oprah don't have any videos or pictures of Stedman at all. She did in uh, 2020 when she in was, 2020. Yes, because there was a That's whole last video. One. That's the last one of Statman. What date is that? And that was May 25th. This year? 2020. May 21, 21st, 2020. That's when she she had had him quarantined for 14 days in the other house. In In the other house. In the guest house. So she was like, I ain't seen him in 14 days. And Mm -hmm. that's the whole video. Yeah. But that's not her brand. Stedman is not her brand. Wife right. is not I her brand. I don't lie. I, I stand corrected. She, she December twenty eighth, and she was talking to Gail. Yeah, being mm-hmm. Stedman's woman is not her brand. It's not. You're right. And I think a lot of times, like, uh, 
you know, like a lot of times women have end up living in their man's shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, that hurt my feelings. Yeah, it hurt my feelings, man. Yeah. If if people were like, oh, uh, what is his name? Um, uh, uh, Oprah's uh, partner. <sighs> if I'm if I'm always associated with somebody, like, like that hurts. I would destroy a man's ego. But think about all the women that happens too often. There was like a article I saw recently, and it was like this woman had gone to the Olympics and she won bronze. And it happened to say, like, so-and-so's wife wins bronze at the Olympics. And it was like, what? (laughs) This woman on her own merit has done this. And the least, like, the thing that you could do is call her so-and-so's wife. Right. Like, but women tend to live in that often. And that does diminish the woman's shine and her accomplishments. you You know how marketing works. It is the bigger person. It is the, it is the name of the it's it's a headline that is who's the the bigger person to attract that person. But they didn't even say so and so's wife insert her name wins none of that like none okay. of that not even in the byline. I stand correct. So it's a problem and there's somebody pointed out like so there's so many articles that does that and so a woman is like constantly in a man's shadow no matter how well she succeeds. Mm-hmm. And I think well, a lot of times we're seeing that is like women, especially now, especially black women, are more educated than, you know, and more um, successful a lot of times than their counterparts. And so it's kind of like, give me my shine. Like, mm-hmm. I worked hard for this. I went to school for how many years? I studied this, you know, I became part, whatever it is. Let me shine. That doesn't mean I can't come home and, you know, when I come home, I got to be that work person because sometimes you want to put that persona down. Right. But it's like, but can I have this? And I think that's why there's such a pushback on the whole last name movement Mm -hmm. because it's like, like for me, if I get married, I've been Twila Amin Tangy for almost 40 years now. And it's like, all of a sudden, I am in somebody else's possession and right. all the things that I've accomplished under this. And changing your last name is really, really hard. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. If I really like the man, I, I'd add it to my name. But still, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot yeah, of work imagine. to change your names. Like you're so, It's a certain order. You have to do it, too. And it's your Social Security card, your passport, your driver's license, all the documents that you... Most importantly, your Facebook. Or your email. <laughs> Listen, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like we're moving into a world where um, women are challenging the status quo in society, and I guess men are having to adjust and deal with and learn to be in that. And mm-hmm. I think that statement's really showing men how to do it. What is um? Because I know how I know. Um, I know they're both actors, actresses, but what is Viola Davis' husband's name? Julian. Julian what? Julius, I'm sorry. Tenon or something like that? But you would have labeled, because since you don't know the name, you would have labeled him as Viola Davis' husband, right? Because I think it's Cook, right? Julian. I don't think it's Cook. No? What is uh, Samuel Jackson's wife's name? Um, Latanya Richardson. Yeah? Yeah. Denzel Washington? Pauletta. 
Yeah. L Cool J. I don't know. All, the, all I'm saying is, this is how you are so. This is how you create news. Like if she had opened up a cooking show, mm-hmm. but L Cool J's wife, you know, Jonda McGrath. They wouldn't have her name in there. Is the problem? They just said L Cool J's wife opens a restaurant. Yeah. Period. Point blank. <laughs> her name would not be included till somewhere in the article. Yeah, you're right. Well, uh, the 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 point of this conversation is men are shitty. Yes. Men ain't worth a damn. Thank you. This is what we're pulling from. <laughs> and men, we got to do better. Um, you're, I love you so much. Uh, <laughs> rolling with it. <laughs> I'm learning. I've I've grew. I've I've unpacked it a lot. My balls have fell through my pants leg and rolled up under the couch. They're dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I have to clean them off and send them off to the Amazon returning package um, because I'm. You know what I do want to like congratulate or thank you about. Oh, thank what? you on is the fact that you are often receptive to these type of like criticisms and questionings that I have about society and even when like I feel that you make a statement that can be like sexist in some nature and I correct you or confront you on it you'll stop and think about it and be like you know what you're right yeah you're right or I don't see that and this is why and I don't think it's coming from a sexist perspective like you'll back it up right and so as many people that you troll to make them think that you think a certain way. I do know that you <laughs> are, if not yet a feminist, on your way hey, to being one. Hey. You are for sure a girl It's all dad. about understanding. Yeah. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. How did we get here? Like, I do understand white people. I understand why they yeah. say. <laughs> I understand how they be like, we're losing our country. Because we literally we the, the hybrid of black, white, Mexican, Asian, a, a, a full bred white person is becoming obsolete. This is this is the lowest amount of white people in America, and I can't say they're losing their country, but they're losing their their history of power, of where where we can't say this no more, we can't do this no more, we can't write this off anymore. Uh, the privileges we had. Are, are are being removed um so when I, when I say I understand and then they they're doing a fight back um this is their civil war this is their this is their their civil rights movement like but we, you understand it but you don't does that mean that you tolerate it no no wrong? no it's just like like it's like we're talking at each other versus listening. So, so they just need to understand that they're not looking at their problem from our perspective. They're looking at it selfishly, like, like, um, so, so, so if you look at it, like there's water dripping in my house, we have to fix this and I'm going to say, you need to fix this. You need to fix this. The people upstairs, the black people is like, hey, there's water coming in my house. And it's like, you're trying to sue me, 
but this the problem is up here. And it's like, no, you need to fix this. And it was like, can you stop for a second and see where the problem is at? Mm -hmm. Yes, things are happening. It's dripping, but it's flooding in my apartment. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, but you you ruined my TV. They're, they're not listening to each other. Mm -hmm. So white people are looking at black people as saying, you need to fix this. Because of you, my TV is damaged. Because of you, my antique couch is damaged. Black people's like, dude, my house is flooded. It's literally floating. You're just getting drips. And it's like, we're losing, we're losing the apartment complex. We're losing everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like you have to kind of like understand, like, like, hey, listen to what we're saying. Put your situation to the side and understand who we are and what's happening to us. Mm -hmm. All we're trying to do as black people is get the water out. Right. <laughs> yes, things are happening in your life that's minuscule. Mm -hmm. Strips. Our neighborhood is flooded. We're trying to get the water out. And after get the water out, we gotta get damage control. After the water, you know, we have to, you know, get the, the change the wood the wood. It's like there's so much stuff that we have to do in our neighborhood. I'm just, this analogy has gotten wild. Well, before we wrap up, would you say that men are having to face the same thing absolutely women. absolutely and and i can see history repeating itself is people that are homophobic are the same people white people in the the the, the 60s that are uh won't use or, or that used to use the word nigga it's like why can't we use nigga you know, why can't we do this to black people? Why can't we do this to black people? But now in 2021, how people are putting so much pushback on homosexuals and, and you know, transgenders and that whole community is like, man, we never tolerate that. You're like, we are losing our country. We're losing this. Like these, these gay people are doing blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like this is the same thing that happened. And this is why white people are fighting back. This is why, you know, some black people, anybody that's anti you know, homosexual, they're doing that same fight of we used to do this. We used to make fun of them. We used to say these words. Right. And it's like, now we can't anymore. Right. You're right. And Boosie and his yeah. obsession is yeah. something for another day. I'd yep. be like, bruh, yep. <laughs> calm down. Man, thanks for having this conversation where we talked about it being a man's world and in Dion's world, words, men ain't ish. <laughs> I don't really feel that way. I just know that society has a lot of work yeah, to do. Yeah, well, I, I I think we're just we just raised on the wrong. Pre pretty much, we were raised in the jungle, and now we have been pulled out of our toxic behaviors. And people saying, "Hey, now you can stand up and walk." Wait, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were raised by wolves. Yeah, and it's another analogy. We were we were literally raised by wolves, and now people are like, hey, we used to run up and eat gazelle, gazelle for no reason. No, that's not. <laughs> you can't do that no more. What? What do you mean? That's how we was raised. Like, no, you gotta go to the supermarket and buy that now. Yeah, you gotta ask for consent. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what are you talking about? And the way you've been walking on four legs, got to stand up now. It was like we all ran on four legs. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, wait, yeah. no, no. Those gazelles are for sale now. So that's what's happening, man. We just, it's a toxic, toxic society. And these broken rules are being straightened 
in the, the most longest, you know, weird, origamic way. And black women are at the front line of this. Twill ain't doing a damn thing, though. Twill ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Shut up, I, I literally say, make things plain. <laughs> and she'd be like, I'm not. I'm going to put it out there, but I'm not going to make it plain. I put it out there. Do I'll, your research. Thank you all again for watching and listening wherever you may be listening to Random Ass Convos. Um, I believe this is episode 26 and we're going to keep going. I think you also owe a birthday shout out to another person in your family. Uh, yes. Hey, daddy. September 11th. I know it sucks. This is 20th anniversary of 9-11. Pops. Love you to death. Happy birthday. An avid um, supporter. Yes. Thanks he for watching. He watches every week. Thank yes. you so much. When you see this episode, Dad, give me a call immediately. And I want you to say the numbers 436. I don't know why, but to say, hey, Dion, <laughs> I see the episode 436. All right. There you go. All right. See y'all next week. <laughs>